This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Forever. Comic books, comic time, writers and artists are on the line. They make a splash as a comic's red, and take us on a trip behind the spread. Watch out for comic book commentary. Spinning a winning inside, fix how they got a hot idea. Narrative, character, visual tricks, and onomatopoeia. Uh-huh, it's comic book commentary. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Comic Book Commentary with Xenoscope's The Watcher. This is issue number two. I'm Victoria Rao, the writer of The Watcher, and with me is Ralph Tedesco, co-founder of Xenoscope, and the guy who came up with this story. So we're into issue two now. Issue two. Issue two. Um, Let's assume that everyone who's listening to issue two has read issue one. Right. (laughs) The last we saw of our characters um erica has night terrors and stacy and derek our friends stacy and derek uh were murdered brutally yes yes that's the gist that's the gist we met our main we met our main characters two of which were murdered in a sadistic fashion yes um, and Erica was gearing up for her first date with Chris. I think is how we left Erica. Yes. And we pick up several weeks later now. Several weeks later, which was it's but, um, interesting. The, um, the caption on this, because I think that's, uh, you know, um, transition captions are something that has always been like a little bit difficult for me. Um, coming not necessarily from a comic book background. I just like, I like an establishing shot rather than the, than the caption. So that was like a big, um, right? especially this issue, that was a big conversation between um, us and the it's, editors. It's a very, com- in comic books, it's it's a very, well, at least, especially like older comics, they, you know, transition panels and, and or captions are very, very big. Like we have a couple editors, um, one editor in particular has been editing Marvel and DC books since the eighties. And he is the caption, uh, Nazi for back lack of a better word. Is this, uh, is this Terry? He, uh, yeah. Terry is very into the, his captions. So like he'll, and I'm the same way now. Like I think audiences and, and readers have, are, are, are a little bit more, sharper these days you don't mm-hmm. need to caption as much. i think back in the day like it would just felt like that's what you should do but i think like media has realized like we don't need to handhold the audience all the time mm-hmm. um, you know and i think like it's a transition that is 
more like nowadays is not as important to, to do, to do those captions when you're doing a transition, but, um, older editors or editors, I shouldn't say older, but editors have been around longer, I think are more apt to want to still do that. Yeah, absolutely. But but I'm even, I, I do it now too, because it's like sort of like common for comic books. So people still do it a lot Mm -hmm. and I forget sometimes. So some of my comics, I forget caption panels and then others I don't. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just something that I just don't think about quite as much. Um, so it's always interesting to, to get notes back to say, okay, well, we needed a transition here, a transition there. Um, I do remember having conversations about the, the, the bell, the bell, the dong, dong, dongs, (laughs) and how many dongs should there be in this? Four dongs is usually, we have four dongs. Is the correct number of dongs. The first, (laughs) when we're doing these podcasts, are, are we, are people uh, who listen, this is a question for you. Okay. If you know, are they, are they, do they have the comic already and are kind of walking through it with us? Yeah. Or are we, yeah, we are walking through um, just as you would, uh, like on a DVD commentary track. So we have to trust that they're reading this comic. Yeah. As we go. Um, okay. we'll just say as a caveat, if you haven't got the comic, uh, why don't you read along with us? And there's four doms. <laughs> four doms is usually a good the correct number of doms. That's the correct number of doms. You don't want to go three doms. You don't want to go five doms. We promise we'd be less winded this time. So anyway, let's we'll move on. Sorry. All right. We're on panel one. We've talked for 10 minutes. Sorry. Okay. Um, we were, besides the transition sorry. captions, which I think is an interesting conversation, and it was something that I kind of thought about a lot in this particular issue. Um, the biggest, I think, change from issue one to issue two is that we have a new artist on this issue. We ha- Julian was our Unfortunately, we, and we had Babasu on yeah. issue two and three. And I think it's, it's same colorist, yeah, right? Same, same colorist. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a very, he's a great artist. They're both great artists. They're different styles a little bit. So it, so keeping the colorist the same was important yeah. because you don't want to, you don't want to confuse the right. reader with new artwork. Um, Although some of the characters are going to be drawn different naturally, because even though the artist might have references, it's still going to be a different right. style. So if anybody's wondering why maybe Erica Erica's look or Tamara looks slightly different on page one, it's we have a new artist. And I, I was, you know, it was a little bit worrying, obviously, when you get somebody new in. But as soon as I saw this panel, the second panel on page one, um, this shot, this long shot of the uh, of the church, I was like, this is gorgeous. I mean, all the detail, the little angels, the symbolism, the angels in the corner, which I remember I asked them to put in, which I thought was really, he did just a great job on it. And uh, I was super impressed. So I was very excited after I saw that panel um, to have him on board. Yeah. Yeah. He did a good job of jumping right in on, on somewhat short notice. So, and that's what happens sometimes with, with comics. You lose artists, artists get pulled in different directions or whatever reason. Unfortunately, in this situation, I think the, the artist um, decided he needed time off. He wanted to mm-hmm. semi-retire, in fact. so Not saying um, it was the Watcher that 1 happens. that made him retire, but... <laughs> <laughs> it was Victoria's <laughs> direction. He was like, I'm out. <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. It was not that. Hopefully. <laughs> um, but has done a wonderful job and um, I love all the detail. Um, this is like all these crowd scenes, all these different people, I think always kind of a, a pain I'm sure to do. And he just did a great job on these. Um, so we have, what they are doing is they are at Stacy's funeral. They, several weeks later, they finally found Stacy and Derek 
um, pieces of them, which is why we have a closed casket funeral here. And uh, this is the wake. And they're Catholic and they're having a little wake afterward. Um, and obviously Tamara and Erica are, are real upset. And Chris and Erica are clearly much closer. He's got his arm around her. Several weeks have gone by. They've presumably had their first date. Um, and now our boyfriend and girlfriend. Yes. Yes. They are they officially are Chris and Erica. Erica's first relationship. Um, put through the ringer immediately. So they're at a funeral and then her dad sees them canoodling or at least with Chris's comforting arm around Erica, which I think maybe he'll view as canoodling. Uh, and then some, mm-hmm. some, he doesn't, doesn't like, like, doesn't like the canoodle. Not even with his own wife, as we found out in issue one. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Cause, cause of the feast of St. Leo. You're never he had abstained from um, <laughs> <laughs> um, And we have some Sorry. old, old biddies gossip, old church gossips gossiping about Stacy. And as to what, and I, I, I took part of this. Um, I had, I had a friend um, who passed away in high school and I remember at the funeral. Um, I remember there was people who were saying like, Oh, well, you know, was she, was she doing drugs or what could she have possibly been doing that would have caught, she died of like an, an aneurysm in her sleep. It wasn't anything that anyone could have done, but I remember hearing people speculate as right. to what could have caused this. And it was a lot of like, what could she have done to have caused this? And, um, and it was very painful to listen to. So I put that in as something right. that Erica and Tamara have to listen to and, and don't really want to hear about. So they, they take off and go around the side to reminisce about Stacy and to smoke some weed. But Tamara doesn't want it. She doesn't want the weed. She, uh, she doesn't want any to ruin her scholarship. She's not. Right. She doesn't want to, she wants to get the heck out of town. She want, yeah. She's ready to, to roll. Exactly. She's got her head on, right? So, and, and Erica and is, is, is the, the weed that Stacy gave her, right? Yeah, she and still Erica, has it. So, several weeks later, Erica's not really. <laughs> Erica still it's not has like it. Erica partakes yeah. every day either. Erica's not, but <laughs> right. She's just sort of like. I mean, like I'll, it's sort of like an homage. I'll to point Stacey. out that I'll point out that I don't know if this discrepancy between artists, but uh, but in issue one, Stacy gave her a real large bag of weed, and uh, this is a real small bag of weed. So, uh, so. Perhaps she has sort of dipped in. Between <laughs> her, her and Chris. Of death and death. Chris looks guilty. Chris, Chris does look guilty on panel, <laughs> looks on, on panel uh, five. <laughs> He's yeah. sitting there like, well, if the bag looks smaller, I don't. It's not me. <laughs> it's not me. It's not me. <laughs> not sure how that happened. I'm just making out. Right. Um, they make out. Uh, they, they give a kiss goodbye. And, uh, and Erica is still trying to get used to the idea of having a boyfriend. Right. It's um, the honeymoon phase. She's still getting butterflies. Um, so later that night, she's up in her room. Erica's up in her room doing some homework or whatever she's doing up in her room. And, and we uh, captioned it later in case. We captioned it later. later. So you understand that this is. It's nighttime, but it's later. later. <laughs> <laughs> Many discussions about captions. <laughs> it is later. We're not saying anything later. that's not Let's, true. Later that night. Later. No? Okay. Um, so. Tom and Lily are having a little combo uh, about uh, Tom is not as unhappy still about uh, Erica and Chris dating. And Eric, Lily is trying to convince Tom that, um, that Chris is a good kid. That if you're going to, if, if she's going to date somebody, it might as well be one of the, one of the, you know, the big guys around campus, I guess. Um, as Erica finds out, she's listening to the door and her mom says she 
could certainly do worse than become in, than become Mrs. Chris Harmon. Right. Uh, and Erica is not entirely thrilled about them planning her wedding already. All right. And dad's um, because just one more reason for her not to get out. You know, she, she like, she doesn't know what she wants to do, but she's not sure she wants to stay there and be married to Chris for the rest of her life after going on, you know, a couple days. Right. <laughs> um, but that's the only thing that seems to appease the dad is that, Oh, well, they could always get married someday. Uh, so then she goes back doing her homework. Her computer starts to she And actually it doesn't really show it on the screen, but you can kind of see the picture. Um, and what it is is some articles about Stacy, um, about Stacy's death. It was supposed to be on the screen. Right. Um, and her computer starts blipping out again, taken from real life. Cause my computer does that all the effing time. <laughs> yeah. But this doesn't happen to me where weird symbols appear on my bed. And right. then, uh, my plug shocks me right. and then chairs fly across the room. Yeah, that's, that, that's not happened. That hasn't happened. That happened to me once, but that hasn't happened. Um, not to me. So Only now we're getting to the point of like, cause we've, we've hinted at the idea or it's been known that this house is supposedly haunted. Um, mm-hmm. and now we're starting to see that it's more than may, might be more than just like, you know, night terrors that, Erica's hand. Right. Right. Um, and this is, so there's this, the symbol under the bed is actually a different symbol than the symbol that was under her bed in issue one. Ooh, so right, right, right. there's new and different symbols now. So pay attention. Pay attention. Don't Google it, but pay attention. Things are getting crazy. Um, so she calls, uh, she makes a phone call. She wants to call and says that she wants someone to come over. We don't know who it is, but then in the next panel, on the next page, we find out who it is. She's called Chris to come over right. and help her. And I think in issue one, she <laughs> called camera. And now she's gotten closer to Chris. So yeah, she's, she's forgetting her friends and going to the guy. When the guy likes Stacy, because that's what people do. When they're in a new relationship, that's what that's what happens when it's new mm-hmm. and exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and now she's scaling down the on the next page. She's scaling the house, yeah. which is pretty brave for so her. So what we get, I think, what's nice is that we're starting to get some different little hints as to who Erica really is. So she is she can scale down a, a drain pipe, um, and that's why Chris is saying, "Wow, she's than spider." Like. She he's. He's starting to realize that maybe she isn't exactly what he thought she was either. She's starting to get a little bit more confident. Um, so they take off into the woods. Chris is rightly concerned about going into the woods after what happened to Stacy. Um, but they, she says we're not going far. She just wants to get away from the house. Um, and here we get some backstory on Tom and Lily and their family as to why things are the way they are. Um, she's upset about Stacy, about people talking bad about Stacy. Um, and then she talks to about to Chris about some of the backstory of her parents that her mom right. was pregnant with twins How? before Erica came along and um, both and they lost both twins, one at birth and one of sins. Um, and that's why she believes they're so overprotective. Right. They're so they are uh-huh. they are unnaturally overprotective, partly because they have ex- in Erica's eyes have experienced this loss um, previously. Right. Um, and if anyone's wondering what's in Lily's locket, it's uh, pictures of those twins, which may or may not come back. We'll find out. Oh, my God. Oh, oh. anyway. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're still, so she's, and it's here we get, like, again, some little insight into Erica's character um, that she, they, they never allow her to make any decisions. They don't allow her to choose her own clothes or cut her hair the way she wants or see movies that she wants to see. Right. Or they're very... 
you know, very rigid in what they want for their daughter or the dad. They, obviously, you saw with the father, the father is very, very big, you know, very overprotective. Yeah. And your mom is generally the good cop in the good cop, bad cop relationship. Right. But even even Only mom is, is a little bit over overbearing too so yeah so she's she's grown up sort of in this sheltered way and it's kind of now coming to its surface right. with the murder of her friend yeah so yeah and so chris mentions college erica is upset because still upset because she can only go to catholic colleges which are commuting distance so we get the sense that even if she does um graduate and try to get out of house she's never actually gonna get out of house they only want her to go to commuter schools um, right. so there's no light at the end of the tunnel for Erica at this point. Uh, and then things right. maps, she's scared. She wants to get back. She decides to go back to the house. She sees things, she hears things. And Chris wants more information, but, but now is not the time. So they go back and he says, you can trust me, which is what totally trustworthy people say. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime someone says you All can guys. trust me, you should definitely, definitely trust them. <laughs> Uh, what are you trying to say? Uh, I'm just trying to say something about our society that we live in, but that's okay. <laughs> you wrote that I absolutely line for did. Chris. Um, now we get an establishing shot. We're back at the school. There's a, this super awesome statue of St. Michael uh, slaying the dragon, which I really dig. And two people are talking. Why the woods? And we find out who's talking is Becky and Tamara. And Becky and Tamara are in a relationship which maybe explains why Becky was not thrilled about Erica showing up in the last issue. Yeah. Cause earlier in the last issue, Tamara and Be- Becky was kind of, Becky was rude. Becky was rude to rude. Erica. Didn't rude. like her, called her the creepy girl. <laughs> Stacy kept telling her to shut up. Um, she also mentioned something about, right. She also in, uh, insinuates something about Tamara. Um, and again, Stacy tells her to shut up. Becky was our resident mean girl, but we find out that maybe part of her resident mean girl status is because she is like Tamara trying to hide something. And they don't right. hide it very She's, well because. Because <laughs> father, father, whatever, father, whoever father is, is not happy about this. He does not look thrilled here yeah. in this panel. Um, so now they're stuck with these two girls are having to face this tribunal of Catholic men. <laughs> um, right. It's just so like over the top, but it's like, it's funny, but it's not. It's like, <laughs> it reminds me of, of high yeah. school. Oh yeah. Uh, where like, it's like, Oh my God, you were caught kissing another girl. And like, now you have to embarrass yourselves further by explaining yourselves to three men in, in yeah. the cloth. Um. <laughs> And the, the main principle insinuates that if uh, if they continue to, to do what they're doing, that that her basketball scholarship could disappear. Um, Tamara hits him back with some Pope quotes, um, right. and uh, and the vice principal invokes her parents. But then Tom follows in right. with the things that that I think is what you know what I hear the most, which is you're, you know you're expected to follow the same school policies as any other student, which means look, we're not saying that we are upset about you kissing their girl. We just, you can't kiss on campus at all. And it's just, we're not, we're not discriminating. You just have to follow the same rules, but you have to wonder then how many, you know, cishet couples are brought in to the, to face a tribunal of men for making out on campus. Probably not many. Right. Not a lot. But they don't want to come out and say what their issue is. They want to dance around it. But Tom then comes out because Becky and, uh, Tamara 
say goodbye. And Tom has followed him out to yell at Tamara to stay away from Erica. Right. He knows Erica and and her and Tamara are very close and he doesn't want this this homosexuality to rub off on his daughter. God forbid. Right. He sees Tamara as the biggest threat to his daughter at this point. Yeah. Was sad, sadly, Tom is very misguided <laughs> in his views and he thinks his daughter can catch homosexuality. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. yeah. Chastity and self-control. Doesn't want that to um, be an issue. Next page. Next page. We don't have a caption. What happened? Oh my God. I don't know. Um, we now can assume I'm, I'm completely that. Lost. <laughs> now you don't know where <laughs> or when we are. We don't know what time it is. I'm going to assume it's the next day. It's probably later that It's week. probably later that day or the next day because they are, Tamara and Erica are on the phone discussing what happened on the previous page. Right. So it is sometime after that happened and Tamara is home. And then, Erica is picking out stuff to wear and she's more concerned about the fact that Tamara was making out Becky of all people. Um, so, right. And like, Tamara is like, that's like, like what you had to choose. Like Becky. really it was Becky. Um, and Tamara is more upset about the fact that her dad literally threatened the principals both threatened her. Right. Um, and Erica doesn't even really, seem to process <laughs> right like, I mean, that's normal that's just like, normal that's, everyday life for her it's like yeah of course yeah she already knows her dad she accepts her dad's a, f- a freaking weirdo i guess yeah so they're just discussing they're just you know about california and me tamara or erica says maybe you should come too and tamara loves the idea and then uh, erica moves her shoes and finds us another symbol this symbol she actually sees she doesn't know what it is she touches it and the black stuff kind of comes away um and now she doesn't think she's going crazy. She thinks she actually is crazy because what the heck would this be on the floor of her closet? Um, right. And Tamara's got an idea. She's picking her up the next day. She has an idea. Uh, what kind of an idea? Well, we'll find out. I like this little panel, the two of them just kind of chatting um, because I think, again, this is something that feels normal. Um, and so since we start to get very abnormal moving forward from here, this little last bit of like just girls chatting on the phone about stuff that happened is even though the stuff that's happening is major issues, uh, felt nice. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They all pile in the car, and of course, Chris has to tag along because they're together. Right. Chris is the official third wheel. Well, Tamara, I guess, is the official third wheel yeah. now, but um, he, Chris is the third wheel in this, in this instance. And they're off to a psychic. Tamara has, is taking uh, Erica to visit a psychic. Um, to find out what is going on. We, we glean that. We glean that from the sign that says psychic. Oh, you noticed, didn't you? Uh, yes. In yep. case you were confused, it says psychic. Um, but actually, we should keep that in mind a little bit. So it says, honestly, she, this is stupid. Uh, Chris doesn't want to go in. He thinks this, this place is a scam. Um, but Erica's really w- willing to try anything. Right. And they come in. 
and we meet uh, Maggie. Uh, fun fact, Maggie has never mentioned my name in this. Uh, Maggie is only the name that we gave her for the script. Um, so unless you listen to this, you'll never know that her name is Maggie. Um, and I named her what? I named her Maggie after Maggie the Frog. And for those who get that reference, we'll get that reference. Now, Chris probably thinks this is a scam. Uh, and Maggie sure doesn't hide the fact that she's going to dress like the role. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. She, <laughs> she's she has a little costume pageantry to her. Well, that's what you mean. If she, she needs yeah. the business. I mean, if you walked in and your she, psychic was dressed in just like you know a hoodie and jeans, you'd be like, "Well, what is this?" That would not seem correct. She's got a, she's correct. got a dress. But Chris part. feels. Chris is not feeling it. Yeah. So she. She's doing the, I guess, tarot cards yep. here. Oh, and if, if anybody, if you guys tarot can look her. closer at this death card, it is the coolest death card. I am so, uh, I'm so digging the tarot deck that we've chosen and was drawn. Um, it's very, very cool. Mm. It's not a normal death card. I like that tarot. It's uh, normally death on a tarot deck is a, uh, is a, a skeleton on a horse, like a hooded skeleton on a horse carrying a flag. And this one is like a full skeleton, like rowing across a river of like dead bodies. It is kick ass. So if you can zoom in or if you can look closely or get a little like jeweler loop out or whatever and look at this death card, it is cool. But Tamara's here, not for tarot. She wants to use the Ouija board. Right. Um, that like, screw tarot. Yeah. Man. That's that's garbage. But this Ouija board, that's the real deal. Um, I bought this at. Toys are us. <laughs> no, no, it's an old board, Maggie says. It's an old board. It's an old board. It's an old. It knows stuff. Uh, Chris, it's been around. It's been around the block, this board. Uh, Chris believes it's hokey, but they keep going anyway. Yeah, Chris is Chris is not feeling this. He's, He's I don't know. You know what? I don't even know why Chris had to come. He's such a downer here. <laughs> and you know, I think that's part of the, the dynamic and the point is that like, why is Chris coming to this? Like, you know, he's one of those, well, he, he has to tag along to tag along, but he's going to be that right. annoying person he's who con- doesn't want to go he's and he's going to complain the whole time. Right. And Tamrick believes in his stuff and Erica's sort of like, you know, trying to... Erica will do whatever she can at this to, point to figure out what's yeah, happening. Right. So... Maggie says that it's Erica who's feeling the presence, and Tamara's like, oh my god, she's possessed. Uh, yeah. And uh, Maggie talks to her about some control, and then Erica goes, this is not helpful at all. Uh, she wants to know, Erica wants to know who kills Stacy, and they put their hands on the Ouija. I don't know what, I don't know how, planchette. Planchette is the little thing they put their hands on. Ooh. Yes, planchette. I know that word. Planchette. Fancy. And it doesn't move. And so Maggie tells her to close her eyes. And when Erica closes her eyes, she sees, oh, this super awesome splash page. That is creepiest shit. I love it so much. Yeah, and they're like staring at her with their blood eyes. (laughs) So here's... Oh, that's a great page. So here's Stacy. And it says, watch in in blood. blood. And they're watching her with these bloody eyes. And they're all stitched back together. They've got these little, like, stitches all over their bodies. Oh, man. I love it. It's not not ideal to see that when you close your eyes. I don't think she's really excited about that. But it looks super cool. And so she opens her eyes. And holy crap, the planchette starts to move. And Um, spells. And I had to give... It spells Trebor, but I have to give all the credit for this super cool page, um, page 18. 
uh, or maybe it's not page 18. I don't know what page it is. But this page with the Ouija board. Right. Uh, too bad, Sue, because when I, I had just tried to say, hey, I want this planchette to move around. And he broke it up into these little panels here where it, where yeah. it kind of moves from letter to letter um, and intercut with all the people talking about it. Right. And it just looks awesome. Yeah. Um, I was so thrilled with it. Cool page. Very cool page. Spelling. And it spells Trebor. Spelling Trebor. Trebor. I don't know what that is. Trebor. Trebor. What the hell does uh, that mean is what uh, yeah. Tamara says. Yeah. Um, so now Tamara's getting a little skeptical. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, and, like, this um, is dumb, but not really. Uh, Tamara's more into this than anybody. Right. But Maggie says, you already know what it means. It's right in front of you. Uh, which is, I feel like something a psychic says. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, you know this meaning. I can't tell you what it means. You know it already. Uh, Tamara and Erica, uh, Erica hands her this piece of paper. She tried to take a picture of this of this symbol that was on her floor, but wasn't able, so she drew it on a piece of paper. Um, I don't know why the paper's so torn up, but it is. Um, and Maggie warns her that she needs to control her destiny, which for Erica is particularly challenging since her parents control everything she does. Um, but she, but Maggie keeps a little symbol and is going to look into it for her, and, but warns her that they're already watching. Right. So Maggie at this point is like, knows something's up herself, but she yeah. doesn't, I don't think she really has any of the answers. So she's kind of being purposefully, yeah. uh, obscure and yeah, like sure. it's like, like <laughs> she knows something's up, but she's not quite sure what it is herself. So we might right. see her, we may see her again. We might see Maggie again. Because obviously she also has, now she has a symbol, so she's going to maybe look into it. She'll look into that. She'll Google it for for Erica. Yeah, she has to Google it. She'll do a reverse image search and figure out what that means. (laughs) And then, now even Tamara on the next page is like, sorry, that was useless. (laughs) Yeah. This lady clearly doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. And here we find out that Chris has a slight sense of humor, and he, in his best sarcasm, is like, why would you say that? Yeah, and he's like making fun of the name Trevor. Yeah, Tre- Trevor. It could be Trevor. 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 Yeah. Um, and they so offer then, for the night that she's not alone. We find out that her parents are out for the night. Um, and Chris gives her a little hug, but then, ooh, Erica sees something, she runs across the street. Check this out. And Trevor. it's Trevor. Robert spelled backwards. What? So either the Ouija watch her across the creepy guy across the street. Did the Ouija board misspell it on purpose? Uh, maybe it's like a mirror image. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Like if you were to look at it in a mirror. Right. Mirror. It will be back. So there you go. Now, they didn't give him the last name. It wasn't. Uh, it was only the first name. So who knows what that means? But. Erica thinks she knows what it means. She thinks that it is Robert spelled backwards and that the creepy creeper dude across the street, uh, the Ouija board was trying to tell them that it was him. Robert, who Robert killed Stacy. Right. Um, and as we find out that he's always watching them. Interesting, right? Uh, right. Tamara wants to call the police because Tamara does things by the book. And Erica says, we don't have time for that. So she starts picking the lock. <laughs> So we see we see how Erica's becoming again. She's more bold than she used to be. She's yeah. freaking picking a lock to get in, breaking into yep. this dude's house. And Chris is again finding out a little bit more information about who who Erica is as well. Um, 
And we found out that her parents, the reason why she knows how to pick a lock is because her parents keep locks and everything because they are controlling. And she learned as a young child to pick through. Chris doesn't want to go in, but Erica grabs his hand and says, sucks to be able to go. I do love this house. I think they did a great job. All those crosses all over the place. It looks like this very old person's um, stodgy kind of closed in creepy house. I like that Tamara says this is on brand for a creep. Yeah. This is on brand. This is very on brand. This is, let's sneak through this guy's house. That's <laughs> uh, great. Um, they find the desk with some stuff. There's uh, some papers in Aramaic, which Tamara also finds creepy. Uh, Erica finds his binoculars and sees that he's got a straight shot view into her bedroom window. <laughs> he's not very good at concealing his creepy spot. He's not at all. Um, and then they open a basement door that has a giant ass cross on it. I mean, just that's a, just a right. large cross. Don't mess with that basement. <laughs> Chris is saying, don't go down there. Haven't you ever seen a movie? Um, and Tamara's like, well, this ain't a movie, sir. It's a comic book. So we're going to go down. Right. Um, and again, Erica being bold, no one wants to go down to that basement except for Erica. She flips on the light and they come down. And they find out the basement is maybe uh, the most modern looking area of the house. It's got a bunch of old files and boxes. And the boxes are filled with pictures of Erica's house. Right. More clues. More, More clues. clues. Um, boxes go back to 1835 and there's a big trunk. So this house... This house has certainly been, uh, you know, we've heard about it being haunted. Now this house is being found in these old pictures. So Robert, you know, is Robert watching the house? Why is he watching the house? So, Or he's at least, at least collecting it. information about this house. I'm not sure that he was taking pictures of the house back to in 1835. But <laughs> well, he, right. He, he not him personally, but he's been collecting information on this house. Or he has a collection of information right. on this house. Um, I love this next page where he comes home. Yeah. Four thumps. Again, that's uh, the correct number of thumps. <laughs> that's the right number of thumps if you're aspiring right. Um, <laughs> and then I love how Tamara's like, shit, it's the creeper. Not the guy who owns the house. <laughs> He's the creeper. Still the creeper. <laughs> not Robert. Not the guy whose house he just broke into. He is in the wrong. Well, I mean, that's always the way it is. There's, I mean, there's whole, there's whole horror movies built around the idea of like, kids break into some guy's house and yet the person who owns the house is the bad guy somehow. Um, and now the last, as they sneak out of the window, that looks like the window cracks here. I think it's just supposed to be like shininess on the window. Okay. Um, Wasn't sure if the, if it cracked or if it was just uh, I, noisy. I don't think, I just think it's supposed to, we're supposed to understand that they got away I, before. I thought it cracked and Robert like figures out like somebody was down here. Well, we can go with that. Sure. Uh, and then the next pan, the next page, the first panel, there's either no, way would not be wrong. There's no, <laughs> there's no caption because we realized <laughs> they're still running. So we know. But it's how do we know? <laughs> That's this would normally say moments later. I think it really or, should be a dialogue from one of these people that says, "Quick, run!" Right? No? Or yeah. hurry? We've already said "quick" in the previous page, so uh, hurry this and way. And they get and make into, it inside the house. Erica. Make it inside Erica's. Chris thinks that maybe he just likes story. local history. 
<laughs> Chris, still the skeptic, is yeah. like, I don't see what's wrong with that. <laughs> not a problem at all. Uh, he's, uh, ma- he's mansplaining creepiness to Tamara, and Tamara is not like, having it. <laughs> Tamara's definitely third wheel here because these two are like totally turned on from their adrenaline rush. Yeah, she's not interested. Well, she there. Tamara's like, Erica's hugging him, and right. Tamara's like, "No, thank you," and she's out. Yeah, Tamara's like, "All right, you guys are freaking creeping me out. I'm out of here." Yeah, I mean, it, it could be partly the adrenaline. It could be partly now they're alone and nobody's around. Maybe for the first time, so they start making out. Right, they start making out. Tamara rolls out. She don't want to see this. <laughs> nobody, wants, nobody wants to see this. <laughs> nobody wants to see this. Um, but t- but Erica's Erica's, really like you know this is this is probably the most action t- Erica's ever got. Well, so she's you know she's excited. I, but yeah, and Erica since she met Chris, she's been very like she's been a lot more uh, taking a lot more chances. Yeah. Very true. Or we could say since Stacy died, maybe she's taking a lot more chances. All right. Stacy's death. Not always about the dude. Just throw that out. Right. <laughs> um, right. But Chris stops. Chris stops them before they can go any further. Um, she's got her hands on his belt and he says, oh, I can't do that. Um, yeah, he's he's into it, but he's like, he's also like raised super religious Yep. So he's also sort of like, I can't let this happen yet. And of course, mom, like she has six cents fat woman. She busted. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she's like, what? I don't know why she's lying into the room like this, but um, <clears throat> the mom's home early. Bad news for Chris and Erica. Um, she's very disappointed. Erica, one of my favorite details about this next um, the next page of the second panel is that Erica is trying to quickly button up her shirt and she misses a button. And to me, that's just that's priceless. I love it. Um, and that's funny. Lily is very pissed that they she had made a purity promise and <laughs> a purity, purity promise. promise. Did you make a purity promise <clears throat> when you were a teen? I came from a non-religious family, so uh, they didn't really care what I did. Well, I mean, like, not that they didn't sure what I did, but you know, and not not in that sort of way. Um, right. They just trusted me to be a good. Person. You didn't have to do a. Purity I did not have to do right. any purity balls or tests or rings or right. things that people inexplicably do in some cultures and religions. Right. Erica, on the other hand, definitely had to do all those things. <laughs> I, right. I feel like this is the kind of family that was definitely. Definitely had a purity ball. Um, Lily is mad. But she also is, you know, she's cool. Uh, she says, wait until you're 18, just a few more weeks, and then you can be an adult and you'll be out, you'll be out of the house and you can do whatever you want. Again, which is like, I think it's one of those things that I find interesting of this idea of 18 or 21 and these kind of arbitrary ages that we've decided mean that you are officially can make your own decisions or be adult. Like there's some, there's some major chemical difference between Erica's brain a couple weeks before she turns 18 and Erica's brain the day she turns 18 will be somehow significantly different and she can make those decisions. Um, there's something interesting in those ideas. I think I sure. find it interesting. Um, I don't know if that's what Lily's thinking. I think we'll find out later what's going on in this household, but they have a nice little moment. Lily's just says she's, it's not fun to find her daughter and her boyfriend on the couch and she's not going to tell the dad um, because it would make all the arteries. In this yeah. 
That's that's a pretty big deal because dad would his his mind would explode, his brain would explode. Um, mom seems very cool. Yeah, after she this. got over her initial shock um, and upset, she's she's calmed down. She's cool. Erica's like, yeah, but she also probably knows that dad won't take right. it so well. Um, so she's covering for Erica. And Erica's taking out the trash. Uh, right. Mom and kept a promise. Uh, but that's not what she's thinking about. She's thinking about the house across the street and Robert slash Traber. And as if he knew she was thinking about him, he appears. And she uses her trash can as a shield, which I also adore. As if he, as if he figured out yeah. somebody was in their basement. Because the window basement. was cracked, right? Um, exactly. Right. And he doesn't want to hurt her. He knows, he probably figures at this point, he knows like she's onto him for whatever he's doing. (laughs) And he needs to like try to defuse it in some Um, way. He hits her with some, uh, with some Bible commandments and she hits him back. Like, yeah, we get it. I went to Catholic school too. And then he says, uh, this little line born in darkness, trapped in shadow, risen in blood. And Erica doesn't know the heck he's talking about. Yeah, he's not good. He's not a great. He spends a lot uh, of time in his basement looking at old pictures and slicing meat with oh. a real big knife. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not good at. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of social interaction. But it sounds like some sort of yeah. weird warning or some sort of even mm-hmm. threat, possibly. He leaves a little note for her, which she picks up, um, and then. If you don't understand that this is later again, the next page would be the same night because it is nighttime when she's taking the trash out. And then in the next page, it is still nighttime. Therefore, later that night. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Much conversation. Yes. She's sleeping, her eyes open, and then she sees this creepy black tentacly goo stuff on her ceiling reaching right. after her. And it's lifting her up off yeah. the bed. Right. And she looks very surprised. Yeah, it's not good. And this could be one of her night terrors or it could be something right. else. We're not sure. Uh, but uh, she, she goes, lets her go. Falls into the bed. She falls to the ground. Falls to the know, ground. Bounces off her bed. Falls to the ground. And, <clears throat> and then maybe one of my favorite cool panels in this badass is the last panel of this page where she gasps. That's and really it's all creepy. dark. I mean, the coloring is just, it's just so good. Um, where she gasps and she's looking and she's got a little bit of like tears in her eyes. I thought it was so sweet. And then we get a splash page. There's something under her bed. (laughs) There's something really creepy under her bed. Right. That's a scary page right there. So it was a very scary page. Very good page. Uh, Very another awesome splash page. That makes two awesome splash pages in this book. Um, If you're keeping count, there's two. Yeah, big, really, really cool. Great job. Great artwork. Um, yep. And then she's not, again, she doesn't know if that was a dream, if she really saw it. Yeah, I think she still thinks it's a dream. She still thinks right. that this is something that's that's just a another night terror. Or is um, there a house? She calls it, right. She is calls it Tamara. Right. We don't know. We don't know. Um, she calls it Tamara. Tamara comes over. She thinks she can prove the creepers killed Stacy, and she wants to go back and break into the creeper's house again. Um, and in the meantime, she has told Tamara everything that's going on, that the night terrors are getting more real and that she thinks maybe that's just stress, you know, and what's going on with her and with Stacy in the town and everything like that. Um, Tamara still wants to call the cops, but 
I don't think Erica thinks that she can explain. <laughs> like they call the cops, say, hi, um, I've been having some night terrors, but a giant uh, monster in my bed. So I think this guy across the street killed my friend. Um, she doesn't think that's going to work out for her. Right. So they decide it's time to go back, break in again, because this is getting ridiculous. Yeah, um, but they don't even have to break in because the door's open. Right. Doors open. They go, yeah. they see blood. Yes. They see blood leading them to, again, not the brightest move. They should probably call the police at this point. Um, but they're not thinking clearly. Right. They want to save whoever could be in trouble. Right. They think maybe somebody's in trouble. Um, and they run downstairs yeah. into the basement, where the blood is clearly is- leading them Right. And this is a lot of conversation, too, actually, was about um, the blood. Is, uh, and, and honestly, the conversation was how much blood would be a reasonable amount of blood to get them to go into the house and yet not get them to run away screaming. Um, right. So this uh, little trickle here is apparently I mean, the correct amount of blood. It's enough for most people to run away screaming. But because Erica's gotten a lot bolder, I think they're sort of like, we need to do this right. ourselves. They're gonna do. Um, we don't. We would not recommend doing this at home if, if you see a trail. <laughs> if you see a trail of blood um, going into a guy's house who has had binoculars on your bedroom, um, right? Don't, don't go in. Don't go in. <laughs> we don't recommend, especially with unarmed. <laughs> Which is uh, what I love. Tamara's like, how are we gonna fight? How are we gonna? What are we? What are we possibly gonna do? Like, what's what's right. happening? And Erica is not thinking straight, so she just run right in. Um, but they don't have to do a thing right. because Robert is already. Beat up pretty bad. Yeah, Robert's not looking too good when they find him. No. So camera pieces right out. Like I'm calling him a one. I mean, yeah, like Robert looks creepy, like messed up here. Yeah. Tamara's like, I'm gonna get the I'll call nine one when you deal with this crap. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I do <laughs> appreciate that Erica's like, What? I'm like, she's like, You stay here. What do I do now? Where the thing that uh, killed this, this guy, guy probably still is. <laughs> yeah. Right. He's gurgling. Gargling blood. And then, and then, you know, she's like, let me just check his pulse. <laughs> but he gives her. Well, he, he's, talking, he, he's talking. He's talking to her. So he's clearly still alive. But then by the time she checks, yeah. him, he tells her to open something. So he finds, right. And then and this is where Erica's like, he's trying to talk to her. Um, he can't say much because, you know, look at him. And uh, um, I think that Robert looks really cool. I love this. Um, this kind of like where he looks all like slashed up and stuff. I think originally when we drew him, he had like his ribs busted open and we thought, well, there's no real way he could be alive. And we needed him to talk. Um, for story purposes, we had to make sure that he could talk still a little bit to Erica to get her to understand what he wants her to do with his key and that he's actually giving her this key. Because um, that's really important to the story. It's important to understand that, that Robert wants her to have this and to go and open this box. Um, she isn't at this point breaking entry anymore. Right. And then so she goes, opens the box, knowing like she only has a few minutes because cops are coming. Um, yeah. And finds. And once the cops come, they're going to take them out and she won't have a chance to do Yeah. This. She's not going to get back in, most likely. So, final page is another bit. Well, that's another splash page, um, which is a really yeah. cool one of her seeing a picture. Right. Um, in the book. Um, and it looks like one of those uh, memento mores um, from the 1800s. Right. And you hear banging in the background. That is just the ghost in my house. Uh, well, that happens. 
Um, so that's it for this issue. That's it. And that's it. Uh, we figure we out what the picture is all about in the next issue, number three. We appreciate you guys checking out issue one we sold out of um and we had uh, we had to do a reprinting of issue one which was really cool so we're excited that you you know most of you guys listening hopefully are checking this series out and you know we're doing because it's a three issue over each issue is oversized or 30 pages of story actually this issue and and the last issue are 32 pages of story so um, yeah, and the ghost is telling us. The ghost is telling you have been on this All podcast right. well, long we've talked, enough. We've talked <laughs> enough. Thank you for for sitting through this. Yeah, we only have one more to go. One more issue to go, and, um, and we'll see you. We'll see you. We'll talk to you next. Thanks month. a lot, Ralph. Thank you, Victoria. Bye. Forever dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Engineered by Chelsea Jacobson and mastered by Anna Rubinova. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Ew, ew, ew.